welcome again to the Ezekiel 3710 podcast. Dennis is here today to bring you words of hope and encouragement. Welcome to the podcast. We're going to begin today by reading in 2 Kings, the 6th chapter, beginning in verse 8. The situation we find here is, it's where the king of Syria is making war against God's people. It's no different today. The enemy would love and he does make war against God's people. But the scripture tells us that we are more than conquerors through Christ who is our strength, who strengthens us. The Bible says many places that we have nothing to fear. The Bible says that he's our confidence, that he has plans for us, that God desires in every situation to make us more than conquerors through Christ, who is our strength, who strengthens us. We begin in the second Kings chapter 6, beginning in verse 8. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel, and he consulted with his servants, and he said, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God, that is Elisha, sent to the king of Israel and said, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place, Of which the man of God had told him, thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not once or twice. In other words, multiple times God had revealed the plan of the enemy. Multiple times God had revealed to God's people, and he had said, beware here, beware that you don't go there, beware what you do. Now we have the word of God. And the Word of God is full of instructions that help us to walk in righteousness. It helps us. The Word of God is a lamp to our feet. It is a light to our path. It keeps us from stumbling if we will read it and if we will do as it says. Now, my encouragement during this time where we're self-isolating, a time where we're not able to meet, a time where most of our meetings are done by phone, not to be discouraged, not to be defeated, and to believe that God will help us to walk in victory if we will only consult Him and if we will listen to the instructions that He's willing to give. In this situation, the king of Israel listened to the word of the Lord that he brought through Elisha. And because he listened to the word of the Lord, because he obeyed the word of the Lord, he obeyed the instructions that God was bringing. He was able to walk in victory and he wasn't he didn't have to be defeated by the enemy. You see, God's plan for us is always, always, even in the midst of discipline, even in the midst of trials, in the midst of problems, God has a purpose For his church, and that isn't a building, that is his people. God has a purpose and he has a plan regardless of how you may feel. In this situation that we're in, where we're locking down and we're self-isolating and we're practicing uh, what that is, that six-foot principle and 
people are wearing masks and people are being concerned. And there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear. There's a lot of uh, questioning of what's real, what isn't real, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. And as of right now, I can tell you, I promise you that this is just a temporary state. We are going to come forward. God is victorious. This is not the end of our lives. God has a plan for us. In Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, God's people were sent into exile. That means when you are uprooted from your land and you're sent into another land. And it was because they had been disobedient. But even in the disobedience, even in the discouragement, by the way, God had Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, men of God who actually went into this time of exile and it was proclaimed that this would last for 70 years. But let me show you what happened in the midst of the Babylonian captivity. In verse 10, starting in Jeremiah 29, and Jeremiah, this was part of a letter that Jeremiah sent to these people who had been taken captive. Verse 10, For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and cause you to return to this place. Verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. The promises of God are this. He says, I don't have thoughts of evil towards you. I have thoughts of good and I have thoughts of hope. I have thoughts to return you to this place. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. I don't know where you're at right now, but I can tell you this. God has plans for your life. God has plans for your life. It has nothing to do with government controlling our future. You know what? God controls our future. God is in control of our future and he will bring us out. So when you feel discouraged, don't be discouraged. When you feel like you don't know what tomorrow brings, you don't know if it's going to get better or worse. Remember the words of Jeremiah to the captives in Jeremiah 29 and God says, I know what I think about you. I know. God knows what he thinks. God knows what the plans are for you. God knows what the plans are for your family. And that God knows that he says, I want to bring you into a place that has a future and a hope. Praise God for that. All right. Back to 2 Kings, the sixth chapter. And in this situation, remember that the king is saying, who is the spy? In verse 12, 2 Kings 6, verse 12. One of his servants said, none, my lord, none of us are spies, O king, but Elisha the prophet, who is in Israel, tells the king the words that you speak. So verse 13, so he says, go and see where he is that I may send and get him. And it was told to him and said, surely he is in Dotham. Therefore, this is the king of Syria. He sent horses and chariots and a great army there 
And they came by night and they surrounded the city. Have you ever felt surrounded, especially at night? You ever felt discouraged? You ever felt uncertain? And the enemy had surrounded your city, had surrounded you. You ever felt like you were surrounded? Verse 15, it says, And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and with chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear. And here's the key verse that I want to bring to your awareness. Do not fear for those who are with you or with us are more than those who are with them. Now I want you to notice here, the servant of the man of God rises up early. He walks out. He's probably still half asleep. And it's very early in the morning. And what the light of day reveals, it reveals an army. It reveals opposition. Sometimes when you wake up, sometimes when we, when we start our day, it's a good thing to start with devotions. It's a good thing to start with prayer, to get into the word daily. And the reason for it is because what it does is it sets your uh, uh, affection. It sets your mind. It sets your vision. It sets the course of the day according to what God says, not according to the fear and the, the, the terror of night. Psalm 91 says, And thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, or the arrow that flies by day, or what? Or the pestilence, that's what we're in right now, that walks in darkness, or the destruction that wasteth at noonday. In other words, God has it all under control, regardless of what it is that comes against you, your family, uh, our nation. We need to repent. We need to be aware of, of our need for repentance, etc. But what God wants to do is He wants to, us to be focused on that He is greater than the circumstances and the situation you may find yourself in. Here... The servant walks out, he sees a great army, the army has come with chariots and with horses, and they have come to take Elisha captive. So the servant said, at last my master, speaking of Elisha, what shall we do? You ever felt like that? You ever felt like, Lord, what are we going to do? Lord, this is more than we bargained for. Lord, this is more than we hoped for. Father, this is greater than I can handle right now. But you see, God, in his grace and mercy, he has an answer. So when you say, what shall we do? Look what 16 says. So he answered, Elisha answers, and he says, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those that are with them. That's amazing. That's faith. That's speaking faith in the face of the opposition of the enemy. That's faith. And it says, and Elisha prayed. Good thing to do. 
Good thing to do. I don't believe Elisha's faith was shaken here, but obviously his servant's faith was wavering. Elisha prayed and he said to the Lord, he says, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Some of us need to be praying and we need to ask God, Lord, will you open my eyes? Will you open the eyes of those around me? Will you cause us to see things the way they really are? It's a good prayer. It's probably the most important prayer that we could pray. Lord, open the eyes of those that are around us and open my eyes so that we can get God's perspective on our situation. It says, then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. Hallelujah. That's a good thing. The Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. He perceived the way things truly were because he, got, he had God's perspective. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. You know, God has chariots of fire. God has horses of fire and chariots of fire. The Bible says that if you trust in the Lord, you will be like Mount Zion. They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion that cannot be removed, but abides forever. It lasts forever. It's as the mountains are round about Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, they're not high mountains, but there are hills all around Jerusalem. And the scripture uses that as an example of that. It says, as the mountains are around Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds and is around his people. Hallelujah. So you see, God surrounds us just like he was doing here. It says, and the chariots of fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, verse uh, 18. So now the Syrians come down to him. And Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, strike this people, I pray, with blindness. So you see God opening the eyes of his servants, of the servant Elisha. You see God opening the eyes of his people. And you see him also striking our enemies, the enemies of God, with blindness. So when our eyes are open, we need to also say, God, don't let the plans of the enemy have success in my life. Don't let, don't let his plan be successful. And God is able to cause us to move into a different level of perception if he will open our eyes and if we'll trust him to open our eyes and to show us things the way they really are. So in 18, it says, The Syrians came down to him, and Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he, God, struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. So here you have this great army, and they are temporarily blinded, physically blinded. A blind army... has a problem moving forward. 
Verse 19. Now Elisha said to them, This is not the way, nor is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. So here are blind soldiers, blind chariot drivers, a great army, and God, by his grace, blinded the enemy. And Elisha took them and led them straight into the city of Samaria. Now, in Samaria, there would have been soldiers. They would have been uh, Jewish soldiers, Israeli soldiers. And what they were doing was they were, they were in a position where they're probably as surprised about what's going on. Here comes this great army that... Um, just a little bit earlier, they had been afraid of. And now here comes the enemy and the enemy is being led, blinded into a place that looked like it was going to be an ambush for the enemies of God. Verse 20. So it was when they came to Samaria that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see And the Lord opened their eyes and they saw that there they were inside Samaria. They would have come through the gate. They would have been inside a walled city. And I'm sure that the the Israelites were surrounding them with weapons drawn. Now, when the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elisha, my father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? It's an interesting response. God has given you a victory. And the king's first response is, shall we have a massacre and shall we kill these people who are our enemies? But he said, speaking of Elisha, You shall not kill them. Would you kill those whom you have taken captive with your sword and your bow? Interesting thought here. Look at the next response, though. He says, set water and food, food and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to their master. Interesting response. Interesting response. He said, don't do evil to them. Don't repay evil for evil, but do something good. There's a scripture that says, you prepare a table before us, where? In the presence of our enemies. We need to be about doing good for those who do evil. It's not always easy. Probably one of the toughest things we can do But if you want to grow spiritually, ask God how you can do good to those who are about to do evil. So here they set food and water before them that they may eat and they drank and they will go to their master. So 23 says, then he prepared a great feast for them. And after they ate and drank, he sent them away to their master And look at the response here. And this was only a temporary uh, situation because you find later that there was another war. There were more wars. But it says, and the bands of the Syrian raiders came no more 
into the land of Israel. Here you have the situation where God has given them a victory and then he requires, after the victory, he requires that the king of Israel and the Israelites, they do good to their enemies. Very interesting, very interesting. Not easy to do, but it's what is required of us. That's what sets us apart from those around us that want to repay evil for evil. God, by his grace, God help us. Help us all to learn this lesson. The Bible says, By this will all men know that you're my disciples, if you have love one for another. We need to remember that our requirement in this great battle is to love our enemies, to love those who do evil to us. Turn with me, if you would, to Romans, the 12th chapter. I want to read a couple of verses from Paul's writing in the New Testament. Verse 17, Romans 12, 17, it says, Repay no one evil for evil. That kind of sums it up right there. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, listen to that. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. As much as it depends on you. you this is a command. This is not a suggestion. This is not a suggestion. Beloved, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Beloved, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, look at this. If your enemy is hungry, do what? Feed him. If he is thirsty, give him to drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. You remember just before that, God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. But you see, what they were doing here was, they were, being, they were overcoming evil by doing good says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If your enemy runs off the road, pull him out of the ditch. Hallelujah. If your enemy is thirsty and he needs drink, if your enemy runs out of chili, give him your chili. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Verse 21. And don't, by the way, don't look at that heaping coals of fire in his head and said, all right, God's going to get him. That should not be our attitude. We should be praying for, the, for our enemy, praying for those who despitefully use him, use us. Man, God's a good God. But look at this. Let's, let, or let's end on verse 21. Do not be overcome by evil. 
but overcome evil with good. There is the possibility that you can become, you can be overcome by evil. He's not talking to people outside the church. He's talking to people in the church. And if we're not careful, we can be overcome by evil. But God says there is a victory. And that victory comes through Jesus. And that victory is through Christ. We cannot, we can become overcomers and we can overcome evil with doing good. So I'm encouraging you today. Encourage each other. Encourage each other with, with uh, the scripture that talks about in Jeremiah. I know the plans. I know the thoughts that I have for you. Thoughts to prosper you. God's thoughts are not to destroy you. Right now we're in a lockdown situation, but God is not going to destroy us. God knows what he's doing, and God takes advantage of every situation if we allow him to, and if we will put him first. I'm going to pray for you. Father God, thank you for your grace. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that you know what you're doing. You're not surprised by any situation that we're in. I pray, Father, that anyone who's discouraged or afraid, anyone, Father, that uh, has been overcome by evil, I pray that they would turn the thing around and that they would begin to overcome evil by good. Lord, you're a great God. You're a great king. And I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that anyone who is distressed, anyone who is discouraged, anyone who feels like they are not sure about tomorrow, that they would put their hope and their trust and their confidence in the living God. We give you thanks and praise. Father, you are an awesome God, and we praise you for everything that you're doing. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, and I'll have another podcast shortly.